1: Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Geladner, a writer, entrepreneur, and change maker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You just heard a great original composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. I'm Lynn Galadner, and today I'm going to be speaking with Heather Levitt, who is the founder and owner of Sweet Heather Ann, a really cool cake business in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm going to read Heather's bio, and then we're going to have a little conversation. So Heather says, My love for cake design stems from an education in art, a passion for food, and a childlike refusal to believe that there is anything I cannot create – while attending the University of Michigan School of Art and Design, I packed up my paintbrushes to study abroad in Florence. Though I had hoped that immersing myself in the realm of the Italian masters would rub off on my artistic prowess, I found myself more interested in the perfect foam atop my cappuccino. Upon returning to the States, my newfound passion for food seeped into my art making. For my art school thesis, I dedicated myself to forming the same connection to food in Michigan that I had experienced in Italy. After working with food producers and artisans in the Ann Arbor area, I created a series of edible monuments to honor each one. Before opening Sweet Heather Ann, I took time to carefully refine my craft, developing and refining my palette with Eve Aronoff at Eve the Restaurant and braving Food Network Cake Challenges as an assistant to Courtney Clark of Cake Nouveau. As owner and cake designer at Sweet Heather Ann, I love what I do and look at each new cake as a challenge to further develop my craft. I am thankful to be working with an amazingly talented team who share my passion for cake and keep me laughing daily. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. It's so great to have you on this show because all we're talking about is how people make meaning and find purpose in life. And I think I met you... Many years ago at the Joe Cornell Expo um, and I remember yeah because yeah, it doesn't even exist anymore but it was really great oh, really? and I was so excited um, to learn about your business and I've taken a few classes in your studio with my kids um, and I just fascinated. By your business and how you took your artistic talent and and really found a different outlet than you might even have, ex- have expected or anticipated. And so I wanted to hear a little bit from you about that journey of going to art school and then ending up in the cake business. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, sure. So when I was in art school, um, I on kind of three dimensional work for a while um, while I was studying at U of M, and then I had this experience where I studied abroad in Italy, and it was just a, I mean it was also the right time for me. I think I was about twenty one, but it was just this like life changing experience for me being in Italy, and a lot of things happened. So I started really being interested in food. Um, I would go to the farmers market, and in Italy, all of the food is basically named after where it's come from, it's coming from. Which you know a lot of people know you know Parmigiano Reggiano, so that comes from the Reggiano region of Italy. So So there was just this really deep connection to the food where it was coming from and like, you know, where it was being sold. And I just didn't feel like I had that back in Michigan. Uh Um, And so I just, just like blown away by the whole thing. And another thing that happened was, um, I have always been a very, I don't know if I would say intense, but a pretty, a really good student. I was, before I went, I was taking 18 credits, which is the most you can take, or maybe 21, I don't know, (laughs) a lot of credits, Uh and just basically doing every class I could, spending all my time on school. And while I was in Italy, I actually had a lot more time for myself, uh-huh. but I decided I actually did a lot better work. So every weekend I was traveling to different places. Our classes were five hours long, so I got most of my work done in class and a, a way less outside of class. Uh-huh. And it was sort of some of the best work I'd been doing. Wow. So when I came back, I really wanted to learn from that experience of just giving myself the time to do really good work. Uh-huh. So I started taking a lot less credit, I took an extra year. And then I really took that time to also just explore working with food. Uh-huh. Um, and so I started doing cakes actually in art school okay. um, after some other <laughs> different, like I was just like, I'm going to work with food. and I tried a lot of different avenues, but once I found cake, it was just a really good fit because mm-hmm. there's already such a rich history uh-huh. of, you know, lots and lots of you know, cake designs and there's been, there were a ton of people before me that started working with cake. It wasn't just, you know, Uh I came up with all these things myself. And (laughs) so, um, and it was a way to kind of incorporate my passion for food into these things that I, at an art school, I called them edible monuments. Uh And I basically would spend time with a local farmer, food producer and sort of learn their craft, not fully, but, you know, just learn what they do and then kind of create this cake As a monument to them, to honor them, Um, and that's kind of how it started. So,
1: um, did you ever anticipate you'd be owning a cake business? Like, was your vision that you maybe you'd be a cake designer somewhere? But um, did you think that you wanted to do it your own way? Like, how did you get into owning this business?
0: You know, I think that is actually a product of so in art school, you're really. It's not like a school where it's like all. So you're going to learn this stuff and then you have this job coming for you. Uh You know, like Uh it's not really like that at all. It's more of a you learn to pave your own way, I guess. Sure. And to be not as afraid because, you know, going into it, it's not like, you know, I have this great job lined up for me. So they really kind of try to teach you to fend for yourself in this way because it's not always easy being an artist. Sure. Um, And so I think coming from that environment, it was difficult for me to find the right fit sure. because I was just so used to making my decisions and it was so important to me when I started off Uh to be used like to know the producers I was working with and to really utilize local food in a certain way and also for the artistic the craft of it to be really high quality sure and you know I just didn't I'm sure I could have found a place that had those um the same morals and ideals as I did, but I didn't see something right away. And so that was why I decided to start my own. I also think I was pretty naive as to what business owning was. Uh Um, I just thought I had to learn how to make the cakes, which I did. Uh um, (laughs) So I think that, partially because I didn't have a strong business background in business. I was not afraid to start something on my own
1: That's because cool. I didn't know
0: like everything about it. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, you know what I think, I think it's pretty well, uh, well known or, or this is a popular belief that entrepreneurs don't really think about the, um, logicality or the, the success rate. They just jump. And then you're like, Oh, yeah. I'm in it. You know, I've, I've worked for myself for 20 years and I, um, Never thought about, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens? I never wrote a business plan in the beginning. I just did it and then back ended into more business planning and growth planning. But, um, I think you have to believe that you'll succeed and then you will, you know? So, yeah. um, so I, I was reading, um, about how you said something about the greater cake community and that you're yeah. part of this. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, how is there a community around cakes? How do you, how do you find like-minded people? So
0: I, that um you know I would say online presence is Uh a big thing and so I think that like through Instagram specifically which is something that we um do a lot of posts on there's so many people that you respect because you're seeing their work all the time and so then you end up talking to them um and you end up sharing techniques and sharing stories and even sharing like small like I've had a lot of people who I've started relationships with, you know, just by liking their posts and telling them how beautiful I think it is. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, later on, you know, we're talking about, oh, I'm starting this new thing in this area and this is what I'm thinking about, you know, so I think that you find these people because it is, it is a pretty difficult business to make work well, I guess. Okay. Um, Because the amount of time that you put into each piece is a lot. Yeah, but then ultimately it's edible, and so while someone might value that in like a painting or a sculpture <laughs> that they were going to have for their whole life, uh-huh. they, it's harder for people to actually want to pay for the amount of work that you put into a cake because it sure. is ultimately something they're going to eat. Sure. Um, and so, but the passion behind the work. So I don't. You have to be passionate about it to do it. I think you know, like I think it's it's not one of those careers that you go into. Thinking you're going to make a lot of money. Actually, almost everyone when I started my business said, You know, you'll never make money. <laughs> it's like all of these very famous people who are like everyone would say, We're, you know, had everything figured out. They're like, You know, this is hard. It's not going to be lucrative. Yeah. But if you love it, you should do it. And that's it. Like, you know, you have to really love it. If and if you love it, I'm you should kind do of it. I'm a maker. Yeah. You know, I love making things. Uh huh. And so, In the end of the day, even though it's hard and it's grueling and there's a lot of times where, you know, like, honestly, this last Sunday was my first day off in two weeks um, because of some staff overturns and stuff like that. Uh But at the same time, I was. I made in those two weeks, I was able to make so many things that I loved. And so there's a lot of reward for that too.
1: That's really awesome.
0: So, um, looking
1: back, you know, if you knew then what you know now, would you still jump and start the business or would you have taken a different route? I think I would have, but
0: I think, so yes, I would have jumped, but with more knowledge. Okay. Okay. So I think I went through, I still think I would have, I do enjoy running the business and I love having it, but I think I would have worked, I would have worked at other places first. Okay. Um, like not, and I wouldn't have limited myself to Ann Arbor, which is what I did. I sort of learned from the people in Ann Arbor. I did a lot of either, like I basically worked for free with, for whoever would take me, uh-huh. but I think I would have actually found places that I think were, would be an ideal uh-huh. in terms of like what I would want from my business and sure. try to work there first, Okay, just to get more knowledge about owning a business. Sure.
1: So what's the vision for Sweet Heather Anne? What do you see in the future for the business?
0: So I would like us to continue to grow with quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now we're in a position where we kind of are maxed out on the amount of work we want to take, okay. which is great. Like, I mean, we're doing a lot of weddings and it feels really great to have those connections with all those people. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes it just feels overwhelming. Like, I feel like less connected to each client than I did in the beginning. Okay. Um, when we might do like one to three weddings per week, which now it's six to eight. And oh my goodness. I think it's it's great that we're have the interest to do that much work but Uh i would actually really like to see us continue to hone the quality of our work and Uh really push the boundary artistically and not take as much work that's not necessarily like within our vision um and i think it's been a long time coming to get to a point where we can feel comfortable saying no Uh to things Uh you know but i think that's what i'd love to see um from the business is just to continue to grow with qual- quality over quantity.
1: It's a great place to be, to be able to be selective about the types of jobs you take on and and the people that you're working with. I think that's really a yeah. success, you know, so kudos. That's amazing. Um yeah. I, I wonder if you could offer some insight, you know, to any of our listeners who are, you know, thinking about, wow, I have this creative passion, but I don't know how to pursue it, you know, or, or where my purpose yeah. would be in it. Do you have any advice? for people who might be wondering that?
0: Yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, if you want to make anything into a business, um, understand that some of the things that you really love about it might not be there anymore. <laughs> so, you, you know, like, I really, really love making cakes. I don't love making them A million of them really fast, I guess, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, And so I think like in order to succeed financially, sometimes you have to make sacrifices in like the part that you loved of that. And so just really think about, you know, if it like how fulfilling it is for you and what room for growth you would have within that business sure um and then i would definitely reach out to people who are doing that and kind of talk to them about their day-to-day and where they came from because i do think that the small business community is really um i have found like a, a lot of great resources and just people really interested in helping me and like trading ideas so i would definitely do research on like what the day-to-day is like of like you know
1: Preserving that career. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, and then also, I mean, I think that you're a great example of creating a career where maybe there wasn't one. You know, you didn't yeah. go to art school saying, this is the path I'm going to take. It just sort of came to you. I mean, how can people, um, take a passion or a talent and make a career out of it? What, what would you say to that?
0: I mean, I would say that, um, are you meaning like like what steps should they take or how do they find that passion?
1: Well, no, either one, because I think that you can love what you do. You know, for example, I've been writing since I was old enough to hold a pen. And so in yeah. college, I remember thinking, and I went to U of M as well, University of Michigan, um, that I thought you could do business law or medicine. <laughs> and I'm not a science person. Yeah. And I think there's plenty of lawyers in the world. And I mean, I ended up in business with writing, but I started out as a yeah. journalist because at the time I thought... Those were the careers, but I just love writing. And it occurred to me, yeah. I think during my freshman year, oh, I'm writing for the Michigan Daily. I'm writing for the Ann Arbor News. I can do this for a living. I love this. But yeah. I think for some people, you know, especially with a creative artistic talent, um they don't see yeah. the connections between, you know, I'm a great painter, I'm a great baker, I'm a great um landscaper. You know, I just love gardening in my backyard to, and make that leap to this could actually be a way that I spend my time and earn my money. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that you know, if you're going to pursue a creative career, there's definitely a lot of risk involved for sure. 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 And so, you know, I look at my friends who, you know, were on similar paths to me in school and now have like moved up within their companies, stuff like that. They're definitely much more financially comfortable than I am at this point in their life. Okay. But I, um, because I just think, I mean, you could have a creative small business that is pretty lucrative. I think that's totally not the norm maybe I think you're definitely making some sacrifices Uh financially that you know like let's say you're a really really hard worker and like would have the ability to move up in a company sure you know you'll probably do better there than like going out on your own and starting your own creative business but you know there's so much reward to this work Mm -hmm. um and so I think you just you know I feel like you know you want your own thing sure and I don't think you you know, I think if you're questioning it and you're like, I don't know if this is the path for me, you, that might not be the right time to do it. I don't want to be a naysayer, but like, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and you know, I work, you know, like I have, I do make my own schedule and, but I also work a lot. And like, for example, like I said, you know, I do have a great staff. We just had a lot of turnover. And so I was kind of, picking up the pieces there for a long time you sure. know like over a month of just intense work like that I couldn't see the end of because of some things like that so I think sure that um if you're not passionate and also you know I think most business owners even of like super high powered businesses that are even on the stock exchange or something, you know, you have your ups and downs where you have like a great year. And then that's followed by a scary year because maybe you couldn't expand your business in that way. And so you definitely have to be prepared for like the risk involved with that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, Heather, it's been wonderful speaking with you. Before we close, I'd love to know if you have any general advice for people about finding their purpose or even what you think is your greatest purpose in life. You know, is it making cakes or is there a greater purpose that sort of transcends everything that you're doing that you think is just what you're making your mark on the world with, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. (laughs) Um, So For me, I don't know if I would call it a purpose, but I just really, really like making things. I think that's like where I'm happiest. Uh And it can be anything from making dinner to making an elaborate wedding cake to, I don't know, like any sort of like work that I can physically do with my hands feels like really great to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that has been the driving force in really enjoying this job. Um, But the question about finding your purpose is interesting because, because I'm so close to the art school, um, I get a lot of people, like they'll send a lot of people to talk to me about, you know, basically about finding their purpose. Sure. And I think sometimes people beat themselves up a little bit too much about their one true purpose. Okay. And I kind of think that like, for me, my purpose is making things, I guess. Okay. And I happened to be making cakes when I started this business, but I could very easily be making paintings or making... There's a lot of different things I could be doing with my sure, hands. Sure. And I think a lot of it was a lot about timing. And so, if you're loving what you're doing right now, uh-huh. I would say that can be your purpose. And if at some point down the road you change it, I think that's okay too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a great way to end the interview. So, Heather Levitt, yeah. owner and cake designer at Sweet Heather Ann, thank you so much for speaking with us on the Make Meeting podcast today.
0: Thank you so much. Sorry, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm outside right now.
1: Awesome.